connecting with, you know, experienced professionals who know what they're doing and then paying for their services. You know, like just pay for someone's knowledge, pay for their time, pay for them to help you sit down, really identify what it is that you want to do because it can get complex. You're listening to the Transcend Podcast. I'm your host, Asha Wilkerson, an attorney by training and an educator at heart. This podcast is all about empowering you to build a business and leave a legacy. Here's the thing. The wealth gap in America is consistently increasing. And while full-time entrepreneurship is not for everyone, even a side hustle can change your financial landscape if you are intentional about using your business to build wealth. I've run my own law firm for over 10 years, and in that time, I've helped countless California businesses go from idea to six figures. On this podcast, we talk about what it truly takes to build a sustainable business and find financial freedom. Let's dive in. You know how sometimes you meet people in life and they just touch you in some of the most amazing ways? Well, that's how I describe my friend Ariana Hill Nafarete. We met also in the Cuban salsa community in the Bay Area, where I have met a lot of my friends and guests on this podcast. But we quickly became friends and also business confidants. We have shared our wins. We've shared our struggles. I have watched Ariana turn from consultant working for other people into a full-fledged business owner who has met almost all of her goals that she has set out for herself within the last year or year and a half, actually, of business ownership. This episode is near and dear to my heart, and I want you to tune in and really pay attention to how Ariana describes setting herself up to be successful in her business. So without further ado, here we go. All right. Welcome back to Transcend the Podcast. I am super excited for my guest and my friend today, Ariana Hill. Welcome, Ariana. Hi, friend. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I absolutely love your story and your evolution as a business owner. And so I just wanted to share that with the audience to see so that they can see exactly, you know, your path and be inspired by the steps that you have taken to get where you are. So as we start this story, can you share a little bit about how you would describe your profession, your background, the work that you do? Absolutely. Thank you. And I just want to start by saying what a blessing it is to be on your podcast, Asha, because transcend the podcast, transcend the community and the work that you have been doing within, you know, even before transcend and just in the, your law practice has been You know, it's been one of the things that I have held up as a little beacon of light to go towards as I've been in my own business journey. I remember, you know, you and I met dancing, actually. And I remember learning a little bit more about you, learning about your own path towards business ownership and being like, okay, that's going to be my friend. I want that person in my circle (laughs) as I am building my own journey as a business owner. So it's a real treat to be on this podcast with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So I am, my name is Ariana Gil Nafarrate. I am an, an organizational development consultant. I do organizational development with an equity and inclusion lens. I am, I'm originally from Tijuana, from Mexico. I was living in the Bay Area for about 15 years before 
moving to Washington, D.C., so I've been in D.C. for a couple of months now. Uh, I came here to go to school. Um, I am currently in an organizational leadership and learning program at George Washington University, um, mm-hmm. so that's exciting. My background, though, is in community organizing. It's in movement work. It's a nonprofit. I did many years as an organizer and as a yeah, community worker in the Bay Area, working with primarily with immigrant women, with domestic workers, and with the labor movement. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's really good work. So at what point did you decide to move from <laughs> community organizing? Y'all can't see her face right now that she's making because you don't have the video, but... <laughs> So what made you decide to move from the community organizing work into the organizational development and leadership with the equity lens? Yeah, well, in my work as an organizer, and actually what I did a lot of was I did a lot of facilitation. I did a lot of leadership development within that organization, um, a lot of curriculum development, community engagement and advocacy work. But really, it was about supporting people in their growth. Right. So. Mm -hmm creating systems that would support primarily women in learning and developing their leadership, uh, learning how to you know, speak in public, have, have their own voice heard about the issues that matter to them, and learning a little bit about the history of, of movement work and, and movement building. And so that kind of teaching bug, that change the systems bug was already in me. And I had just been doing that for a really long time. I, I think I got I was definitely burnt out. It was a lot of work. There was a lot of blurred lines between my professional life and my personal life. And it's just, it was a lot. And I decided to leave the organization that I was in. And I actually, it was a funny story. I was working with a consultant and a coach when I was at this organization. And she you know, when I decided to leave, I had been kind of praying about what I should be doing next and where I should be going. Mm-hmm. And, and for some reason, I just asked myself the question or in prayer, I asked the question, you know, what does it mean to be a consultant? What would it mean to be doing the kind of work that this coach of mine was doing? And I just let that mm-hmm. question float. And then, <laughs> Asha, maybe two weeks later, this colleague, this friend of mine, called me up and was like, hey, I heard that you're leaving your organization. I think that you would be great at equity consulting. Why don't mm-hmm. I have too much work going on? Why don't you come help me in the work that I'm doing? So it was kind of serendipitous. It was kind of a little bit, I don't know, prayer, fate, whatever, mm-hmm. just following, following a hunch. And I did that and I left the organization part-time. At the beginning of 2017, I was you know, working half-time and started supporting this colleague of mine. I started kind mm-hmm. of, I, I like to call it, like I was carrying around her easel. What do you need from me? Right. What can I learn? <laughs> How can I support you in a way that that is also going to be beneficial to me? I started taking on clients with her and then taking on her clients for her and then taking mm-hmm. on my own clients. And it just kind of mm-hmm. grew in that way. So I, I sort of fell into it. Thinking about it from a business owner perspective at this point, I kind of just stepped off a cliff, not knowing Mm -hmm. what was going to come. I did that emotionally. I did that uh, financially, (laughs) right? I mean, I didn't save, I didn't have a whole lot saved enough to feel safe Mm -hmm. 
Like I wouldn't feel safe now doing what I did then. Right. Um, right. And it did work out. And what I've learned is that there are other ways to prepare to mm-hmm. jump out on your own and go out and be on your own. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I think that that is also a common story in terms of you put something out there, maybe I want to do this, and then an opportunity pops up and you go, okay, let me explore this opportunity. That's kind of my story too. I was working at a law firm. They downsized. So I was one of the first people to get let go because I was one of the last people hired. I was doing contract work for other attorneys and looking for jobs. And my friend was telling me, why don't you just start your business? You're already doing it. I was like, what are you talking about? No, I'm not doing this at all. I don't want a business. She's like, Ashley, you're already doing it. I probably took, I don't know, a month or two to think about it and ended up going, okay, well, I guess the work is the same. What happens if I decide to think about it as having my own law practice? So Mm -hmm. at what point in your journey did you actually think about it? Let me really run this as my own business and not just Mm -hmm. I'm consulting and getting work from other people, but this is going Mm -hmm. to be my thing, my project. So midway through 2020, I actually went through the process of becoming an LLC, as you know, because Mm -hmm. I did it with you. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. Through the, I think it was from me to LLC. um, And that was amazing. So that was when my business ownership was formalized, but the mindset shift happened before then. I think Mm -hmm. that began happening in 2019 when I just decided I needed a little bit more control Mm-hmm. over the work that I was doing, over what was coming in and over how things were happening. And I think that it actually started because the media content that I was consuming shifted, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I started listening to a lot of podcasts by, you know, kind of youngish women of color entrepreneurs who mm-hmm. were, this is the way to go. This is what you need to do. Get yourself your LLC make sure mm-hmm. you you form the foundation that you can then use to build and grow and, and do a lot more with. So I think mm-hmm. that must have happened in 2019. And it was a lot of kind of intentionally gearing myself towards mm-hmm. um, understanding what that would mean. Hey, pardon the interruption. I know you were <laughs> listening intently to the podcast, but I just want to tell you that I've got this great checklist for you to download if you are a new business owner, or even if you're thinking about starting a new business. It's called the New Business Checklist. It's got 12 things that you need to know as a new business owner to help grow your business and make it ready for the wealth infusion that you're going to have. So then you can leave a financial legacy for your kids and your kids' kids and your kids' kids' kids. So if you're ready for that checklist, head on over to transcendthemembership.com slash checklist and get it for free. So for me, there was a shift when I, and mentally, like you said, right, where I was thinking about working for other people and I was doing a good job, but then something happened when I said, let me do this for myself. Like I got a little bit more serious in a way, not to say that I wasn't serious before, but it became more maybe intentional, like you're talking about. Did your practices change or what changed when you actually made that decision? Like, okay, I need to have a little bit more control. The way to do that is to do my own business. 
Yeah, my practice has changed. But I rem- I don't remember when exactly it was, but I do remember the moment when in Spanish we say, me cayó el 20. Like the, mm-hmm. I finally understood, like it dropped on me. Oh, you are not just a consultant, you're a business owner and you need to start acting like one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, yes, my practice has changed. I started paying a lot more attention to what I was documenting in terms of income and expenses. I started doing mm-hmm. all the things that, all the podcasts tell you to do, right? Open up another bank account, separate it out, start tracking things, right? Just getting a lot more serious about Mm -hmm. what was going on beyond the craft, right? The work that, Mm -hmm. that I was doing, but actually what are the structures and the systems that I'm setting up to be successful, not just as a facilitator, not just as a trainer, not just as a you know, as a coach or a presenter, but as a business owner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely it. Right. When you not just focus on the craft or on the skill that you have, but also on running the business. So that's super important. So you've had a lot of great wins since you have started your business. Do you remember the first kind of big win that you had? Not to downplay the little wins, but what's the first big win that you had? You're like, oh, shoot, I'm doing this and I'm really doing it. (laughs) Huh. So I guess the first big win that, I don't know, it it is a business win. It's also just a personal win. And sometimes Mm -hmm. those are hard to tell apart um, as, you know, in this situation. But I remember the day that I decided I was going to become debt free and I was going to use my business to to do that. And I actually Mm -hmm. reached out to my brother who is, you know, one of my, you know, he's like a foundation core support and also a, a whiz when it comes to, to money, which I did not get that. I didn't inherit that. <laughs> and me neither. So I had to work really hard to get it. And fortunately, I didn't have to work hard by myself. So I called my brother and mm-hmm. I said, all right, let's make a plan. We sat down and we made a plan. Now in the plan that I made by myself, or even in the plan that I first started talking to him about, my debt repayment was going to take two years. So at, mm-hmm. at the at the rate that it felt comfortable to pay off debt for me, it was going to take me about two years to pay off debt. And I mm-hmm. looked up how much interest I was going to be paying, in you know, over the course of two years. And I said, "Oh hell no!" And so I just decided to hustle a little bit more and put everything into my debt payoff. And this was mm-hmm. consumer debt and you know educational debt, student loans. I did it in six months, Asha. Yeah, that's amazing. It was amazing. It was really amazing. It was shocking. I documented the journey. So, you know, I would, I had my little spreadsheets, but I also had my like wins and setbacks Mm -hmm. uh, page. And and my brother was such a a big help. Um, He pushed me harder than I would have liked him to. And I think Uh (laughs) that was part of, part of the reason that, I was able to do it. He was Mm -hmm. also a huge cheerleader. So I think Mm -hmm. one of the things that has been really important is to stack my corner with people who love on me in ways that make me want to be better. And then in ways that, that catch me when I fall. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So getting that core support group um, and both of my brothers are, you know, part of my core support group. And they are that way in very different ways. 
from my youngest brother it's very much like well you got to do the thing that you say you're going to do and here's how you're going to do it and uh-huh you're getting distracted come back do it again right um, right and then my middle brother was just always there but I just needed to cry and be frustrated mm-hmm. right just that emotion mm-hmm. and I think those two kinds of support are really valuable when you're going to step out and do a big thing like pay off debt or start a business or any kind Mm -hmm. of major life thing that you're doing, you have to have the support for it, right? The support and the inspiration. So my family was definitely that. And one of the things I've been able to do is along the way, I picked up a lot of information. Like I, Mm -hmm. I dove deep in both how you start a business, how you pay off debt, like financial wellness and whatnot. And part of learning for me is also teaching. So Mm -hmm. along the way, I've been able to, you know, I I share what I'm doing with people that I care about. People that I care about are like, oh my gosh, how did you do that? Or I'm doing something similar. What were your thoughts? And I, I love being able to share everything that I've learned with folks who are at a different, a different stage in the journey. So I think that mm-hmm. has been really important. Find, I've, you know, been able, been lucky enough to find people who've already done what I'm trying to do um, mm-hmm. and get support from them. And then I also am looking out for people who are trying to do what I've been able to do and offer that support. Yeah. Right. I think that's one of the things that is brilliant about striking out on our own. Not that you can't do that mentorship when you're working for somebody else, but part of the vision through Transcend is to help business owners create businesses that can then leave a legacy. And it's not just a financial legacy, even though we're trying to get our money right and set ourselves up for generations to come, but you also become a pillar and an educator for those who are in your circle. So not only do you transform yourself and your immediate family, but then it has like rings that go out in this ripple effect that begins to empower and educate and transform our communities. So I think that's super important. A couple other questions for you. I'm going to come back to the community aspect, but I also know that you had set some other financial goals in your business. And one of them you had called to tell me about a lot of times we don't think of our, we think of our businesses just kind of as ourselves, especially if we're, we're running them solo. But when we go to get a job from another company, we look at all kinds of benefits. What are they offering me? And I tell people, think about your own business as if it is somebody else's. And what kind of benefits do you want out of this business from insurance to retirement to, you know, $500 a month to go exercise and work out, right? Or education reimbursement, all of these things that these top CEOs get with their companies, we can do that for ourselves. So what are some of the things that you have been able to gift back to yourself to take care of yourself through your business? Yes. Well, one of the things that I thought was just absolutely amazing was that some people get paid through their organizations to go to school. So some people get mm-hmm. funded to, you know, go back to school and that gets that's a, you know, a tax write-off for the organization or for the company if they pay for someone to go to school. And so I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew that that was a thing I wanted to do. Was that if I have mm-hmm. a business and if I'm going to school, how can I 
pay for my school through the business and leverage the tax opportunities that are available to me as a business owner. I connected myself with people who know way more about taxes and tax law than I do um, and just began to ask questions and, you know, questions open to more questions and how do I actually go about doing this? Um, And it comes back to having your systems and your documentation in order and in place and ready to go. But I was able to do that. So that was a huge win. Deciding that that was what I wanted to do, hearing from a bunch of people, well, I don't know if you can do that or how you can, and just knowing, no, 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 if big corporations can do it, I can do it yes. too. I just have to figure Absolutely. out how, right? That's it. Mm-hmm. I just have to figure out how. So connecting with you know, experienced professionals who know what they're doing and then paying for their services. Mm -hmm. Just pay for someone's knowledge, pay for their time, pay for them to help you sit down, really identify what it is that you want to do, because it can get complex. You know, I'm also Mm -hmm. going to purchase property soon. So it's a balance between how much do I want to write off and how much do do I need to have you know, on paper that I've made. And so mm-hmm. it's a little bit complex depending on what it is that you're, you're wanting to do. So that was another really big win is connecting with someone who could help me map out how I'm going to get where I want to go in the next few years. Yeah. And the one I thought you were going to kind of like ask about is that I, this, the goal setting is really important too. Mm-hmm. that those big, like I've, I've, you know, as I've been reading a lot about personal development and business development, there's a lot of ways that people talk about setting the, the big, hairy, audacious goal, like the goal that you yep. know, that you're gonna, that you're gonna make. And at the beginning of the year, I did set an income goal. And I was like sweating when I wrote the number down on the page. And I even was talking to a friend of mine who I meet with every Friday to have a conversation about money and finances. We just, you know, just get Mm -hmm. together and and talk and support each other and share resources and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him, okay, this is, this is my number. And I don't know, it doesn't really feel good. Feels like too, like, I don't want to be disappointed by not being able to make this number. He said, yeah, I think, okay. So put down a goal that would be comfy, right? That you can be like, okay, yeah, this I know I can make. And then put Mm -hmm. your stretch goal. So I ended up putting Mm -hmm. a comfortable goal that I knew I could make. I ended up doing a stretch goal. And then I ended up doing what I called a happy goal, which was, or like a, I don't remember what I called it. Maybe it was a happy goal. Uh No, no, it was comfortable, happy goal. And then the stretch goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I ended up reaching my stretch goal, Asha, in, I think by July, I had already Mm -hmm. pushed myself to reach this number that I had never been paid in my life. Right. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I'd never made that much money. And I, you know, and then went over that, have gone over that. I'm by about 50% as well. So yeah. Wow. So setting those big goals was also, it was a reminder to myself. I'm, I'm a lover of sticky notes. Um, mm-hmm. my desk, it's like covered. In, like there's sticky notes on rotation, reminders on rotation, mm-hmm. um, goals on rotation with sticky notes. So having that around and being mm-hmm. able to look at that was really, it pushed, 
it yeah. push myself. Absolutely. So that's what you, that's what you thought I was going to ask you about, but I was actually thinking about your solo 401k that you have set up <laughs> because you also have that big win, I did. which is setting yeah. yourself up for the future. I did do that. That is true. I opened up a solo 401k, you know, I had been doing, I had my Roth, my IRA. Um, Mm -hmm. I had some kind of like other places I was just starting to invest in. And then I did recently open up the solo 401k, Mm -hmm. give myself an opportunity to invest more. And again, take advantage of the things that are available to us as business owners that it's just, it's such a huge, it makes such a huge difference in what, yeah, what I'm able to do for myself and the ways I'm able to Mm -hmm. set myself up in the future. So Mm -hmm. it has been a huge stepping stone and it's happened so much quicker than I could have imagined. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Now you all hear why I absolutely love Ariana's story and wanted her to come as a guest on this podcast. Just a couple more questions for you. So you've talked, you've mentioned a little bit about community and about having people in your corner that can support you. Can you just give a few more words to people about what it really means to be in the right community and choosing, and then also maybe letting go of communities that no longer serve you so that you can get into the ones that are right for you in that moment? Oh, yeah. Part of what you're talking about is mindset work, right? Part of what you're talking about is this personal level work to interrupt old ways of seeing, interrupt old behaviors, interrupt old ways I understand myself, right? The limiting Mm -hmm. beliefs that I have, everyone talks about. Mm -hmm. There's a reason everybody talks about it. Right. Because there is <laughs> there is that mindset work that, that needs to happen, or maybe not everyone needs it. I certainly saw a huge difference when I began to shift away from the places that felt limiting, the people that I didn't, you know, when I was sharing something exciting with them, They'd be like, well, are you sure you want to do that? And that doesn't really sound mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know if that's for you, um, which believe mm-hmm. it or not, like the, even people who love you and, and want the best for you. Absolutely. Will sometimes, you know, think that the best for you is different from what you know the best for you to be. Mm-hmm. And so that was a lot about putting down boundaries and interrupting when those limiting, when I was the one telling myself, that's not for you, that's for other people, you you can't do that. Mm-hmm. I did step away from some spaces and it was time. It was just time. You mm-hmm. know, it felt more like releasing my grip on things and relationships that were already trying to leave or on their way out. Mm-hmm longer mm-hmm. um no longer we were no longer beneficial to each other perhaps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then really seeking out spaces that were that were where I wanted to be that were full of people doing in some way shape or form what I wanted to be doing and, and who were doing it in with love for the community for themselves Mm-hmm. Um, for others, we're doing it in a very specific way. 
that had an alignment of values and, and an alignment in the how. And then it was just, it, like you said, how did you choose your community? Well, I, I have a bunch of communities. Honestly, I don't, I don't right. know that I've been able to choose. I know that I want to choose because each community offers me something different. And it's a mixture of communities that I have stepped into that have already existed, mm-hmm. communities that I pay to be a part of um, mm-hmm. so that I can kind of, you know, absorb from spaces that that are up to something different and mm-hmm. communities that I've created myself where I've pulled people together to have conversations. There are communities that are just like two or three of us that get together, mm-hmm. um, you know, every once in a while. And then there's, there's also spaces that are larger and there's, I think, secondary community spaces too. So there's like podcasters that I follow other, right. you know, other folks that absorbing as well. Mm-hmm. I, I like that about, you know, sometimes you have to let go of communities and people and spaces and it's not always because there's a bad thing or that some conflict has happened, but you grow and you find new places and new spaces that will help you get to where you want to go. And it could be, you know, relationships with, it could be with people, it could be with things, right? It could be with different communities. So I think that that's important for people to hear as well. So last question I have for you, if you had one piece of advice, you probably have lots of advice. I got lots of advice too, but okay. Not just one, not the best one, but a piece of advice that you have for business owners coming behind you, what would you encourage them to do to find success in their endeavors? Pay for professional support before you think you can, or before you think you need to like get that information early, (laughs) get folks who know what they're doing in your corner early, even before you start, start collecting, you know, information from people who are doing this as their work. Yeah. And you know, if, if possible, find folks who are in alignment with your values, with what feels good to you and with how you want to, to be in the world and connect with those folks. Yeah, definitely. I think that is <laughs> awesome advice. I always tell people like, go to the experts, your neighbor or your cousin, your family member down the street has really good intentions, but unless they're actually trained in the area that you're seeking advice in, probably not the best option, even though it is affordable because it's probably <laughs> free, but pay for the good advice, pay for, you're going to pay for it later or you're going to pay for it now. It's better to pay for it now and get set up on your path. So thank you, Ariana, for your time. Oh, go ahead. And where you can pay for specialized advice. So, you know, the advice that is for you, like let a good person who's going to be working with you is going to hear about the specifics of your business, what what it Mm -hmm. is that you want to do, right? Where you're trying to go and will help guide you based on your specific you know, what it is that you are trying to do, your individual story. So like YouTube and all of these things, and even, you know, use those places as a stepping stone to find the person that you want to work with, mm-hmm. to resonate with, but then really get in there and get someone who can help you with what it is that you are doing. Yeah, I like that. Definitely. It's not a one size fits all. YouTube is great for background information. Books are great for background, but you definitely need someone to step in and advise you and your business because your situation is not the same 
as everyone else's, even though there may be some similarities. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so happy for you, proud of you, and just absolutely adore you. I'm so happy that you were a guest on Transcend the Podcast, and we will chat soon. Thank you, friend. I am thrilled to be here. All right, Ariana, thank you so much for such a beautiful interview. Where can people find you if they want to get in touch? Oh, man. Thank you, Asha. Um, So I have a website, arianahil.com. That's A-R-I-A-N-A-G-I-L.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, the same way, first and last name. Yeah, those are the best places to reach me. Perfect. Thank you so much. We're going to bring you back in the future. So everyone listening, stay tuned. Thanks, Asha. Hey there. Thanks for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed the episode this week. I am so, so grateful to have you here. And I hope that you are ready and feeling empowered to build your own business. You are needed. You are important. And I want to support you. So if you have just started a new business and you're not sure what to do next, I've got a great checklist for you to download called the new business checklist. Head on over to transcendthemembership.com slash checklist and put your name and your email into the box and you'll get the checklist instantly. Also, I want to ask you one more favor. If you want to interact with me on a daily basis, head on over to Instagram and follow my account at Asha Wilkerson ESQ on IG. I post on there daily. Can't wait to answer your questions and begin the conversation. Talk to you soon. Hey family, I am so thankful that you are here listening to Transcend the Podcast and I just want to make sure you know the best way to stay in contact with me and that's through joining my email newsletter. So please head on over to the wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter and join the list. I will tell you everything over there from what my offerings are to bits and pieces of information about how to grow and scale your business to self-coaching all the way to giving you updates on what the new podcast episode is. So don't hesitate. Go do it now. The wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter. Thanks.